everyone. Welcome to the second season of For the Love of Books podcast featuring Indian small press authors with host Emma Polova. I would like to thank our sponsors, Doc Chavant and the Lowell Ledger, our hometown newspaper in Lowell, Michigan. Today, I will be chatting with author Donna Newman, who will announce the details of her book giveaway of All I Want is a birthday party at the end of the interview. Donna has been teaching kindergarten for more than 20 years and has always believed that books should be windows for children to see into other people's lives and mirrors to see their own life reflected in the stories. Hello, Donna. How are you? Hello, I am fine. How are you? I am excellent this freezing evening in February. (laughs) (laughs) And we finally connected. All right. Can you give us a brief summary of your Porcupine 2 book, All I Want is a Birthday Party? Um, Yeah. So um, Annie is a porcupine who is, doesn't have her friends are having birthday parties and she really, really, really wants to have a birthday party. She kind of feels bad that she doesn't have a birthday party, but then she finds out by the end of the book that, you know, there's more to celebrating your birthday than having a birthday party and having birthday cake. So um, that's pretty much mm-hmm. the basics of the story. Um, okay. I wrote this book. It's my second book. And the reason I wrote it, as you had just said, is I believe that book should be mirrors and windows. And as a child who did not celebrate holidays and did not have birthday parties, as a teacher, I never saw those in the classroom. I never saw a book for the child who didn't have a celebrate Christmas or a child who didn't have birthday parties. You always see books about those subjects, but you never Mm -hmm. saw one for that child who did it. So that was the reason I wrote the second book was because I wanted to make sure that there was a book for that child who didn't get to have birthday parties or have birthday cake. Okay, so was this based on your real life experience? Yes, so this is based on my real life experience. I just chose it to, um, I actually chose a porcupine because I kind of think porcupines are a little snarky and cute. And um, I wrote, and um, the character is named after my my daughter, Annie. Oh, okay. So she became a porcupine. Okay, so what is the character like? Is she resentful because she doesn't get to celebrate her birthdays? She's in the first book, she was she kind of was a little bit like she thought she was weird. But in the second book, it's more she's jealous. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she's jealous. Her one friend has a Western princess birthday party and and she she's like, oh, you know, that would be kind of cool. And all the kids come back to school and all they're talking about is the birthday parties she didn't get to go to. And, you know, she feels left out, but she's also a little bit jealous. So, um, but as I said, by the end of the book, she's realizing there's way more to birthdays than that birthday party and that birthday cake. So I don't think resentful would be the right word. I think it was more um, a little bit jealous and mostly left out because, you know, I'm all about making sure every kid is included mm-hmm, and sure. making sure that there's no child that feels left out. And Annie definitely right. felt left out. Okay. When did you start working on this series on book one? Okay. So I started book one. I actually always had book one in my head. As I said, I've always knew knew that this story needed to be told. Um, but it was really when we were 
shut down and we were all sitting at home and mm -hmm. we were hearing all these horrible things on the news. And my husband was still working because he was an essential worker. And he came home from work one day and I'd been watching the news about George Floyd and I started crying. And I just told him, I said, I just can't understand why people are like this. You know, why can't we, you know, this is kind of how I feel about in my book. You know, we all, we should all get along. It doesn't matter if we're different. And he says, Donna, you're home. Write the book. Nice. So I started writing it. I really didn't think it was going to go anywhere, but then I shared it with some of my fellow teachers and they're like, yeah, there's, there's something definitely here. So, um, and, and then once I started writing book one, that's when I said, oh, wait, we could do book two. And, you know, as I'm writing book two, I'm like, oh, wait, I have an idea for book three. So, um, it just hopefully will keep continuing. That's awesome. What kind of feedback are you getting from from the parents, grandparents, and from the kids? Well, um, book one is as as you know has been out a lot longer, and and when I wrote book one, I really had in mind that one child who didn't celebrate holidays because of whatever reason, and that was what I wrote the book for. But I was amazed at how much feedback I was getting from. I even got somebody who's who reached out to me from Delaware and she said, this book really impacted me. She said, I was right. I was in a very low poverty household. And yes, we did celebrate holidays, but I didn't have money for a Christmas tree and I didn't have money for Christmas lights. And so I did always feel left out and jealous. And it took a whole new meeting to what I, what my message was. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, this is, this is bigger than I was. So when I did book two, I had um, uh, somebody who read it and she actually said, she goes, you know what? My kids are special needs and they don't get invited to birthday parties. And as a teacher, we all know, I know kids that have never been invited to birthday parties. And so she said it took a meaning differently to her. So um, my husband is my biggest supporter. He actually has given the book to several or to several of his employees. And one of the employees, his son actually said on the first day of school, you know, they hold up those little signs that says, mm -hmm. it's my first day of kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And he actually said, my favorite book was, I don't want to, uh, I want a birthday party. So I always think that's, that's great. That I think that's the greatest there is having a kid say that that was their favorite yeah. book. Cause I want a birthday party. So. Does this feeling of being left out carry into adulthood? what i at first would say it didn't but um in the last year i've really started realizing it does although i my family chose my uh, growing up my family chose not to have birthdays or, or holidays i chose to have them but sometimes i feel like i um people will start talking about their memories from when they were kids and a holiday and i'm mm -hmm. like oh i don't have that or somebody will be like, hey, this is my favorite Christmas song. And I'll like, I I don't, I don't know that Christmas song, you know. And sometimes I actually realize that I want, I will do something like at work and I'll be like, I just want everybody to like me. It's not that I want everybody to like me. It's because as a child, I was always that child who was left out. Mm -hmm. So I think that has carried on to me as a mm -hmm. as an as an adult is I want to be part of everything. I want to belong because I didn't belong as a kid. So yes, I do think it does add into your adulthood all right how long did it take you to write each one of these and also the ones that you're planning into the future do you like to have a certain cycle 
You know what? I would say I, okay. So the first one, I didn't realize the process when I started the first one. And I, and so I think it took me a little bit longer. The second one, or I thought it would take me longer. Second one, it, I don't think it took as long. There was, it was now, I kind of knew it, but the third one, I wrote it and I sent it to my, my cousin. She's the one who always reads all my books and she goes, something's missing. And what I realized is the first two books, I took all of the stuff. And then I, as this draft went on, I started cutting it out. Well, I cut it all out, cut it out before I wrote, wrote it. So I'm like, oh no, I need to take that out. So there was something missing. So I had to go back in and start adding in all these extra details. And now she goes, okay, now it sounds like a book. So, um, yeah, so I think this third one is taking me a little bit longer because I changed my mindset and I needed to change it back. Because I was like, why, why, I need to cut all this stuff out. And so I just won't write it. Well, I needed to put it back in. It happens. What are some of the challenges? Um, you know, it's your baby, mm-hmm. your baby. And I think that is my biggest challenge is it's your baby. And you have a message that you really want to get out there. And, you know, I'm passionate about the fact that I want children to feel included. And I got one review that was, it wasn't negative, negative. It was just kind of more like, well, she could have done this instead. And it really crushed me. I mean, I was crushed, but I have a teacher who's a teacher that I went to school was my English teacher. So, I mean, years ago, and she's a friend of mine on Facebook. And I had said something about the negative review and her comment was most people don't write positive reviews. Just think about that one negative review. There's 20 people who really did like your book. And I have to remember that. I think that's my hardest is that one person who said, and as I said, it wasn't negative. It was just, well, she could have done more. So it was just kind of, you know, so, um, and that that's hard, but as I said, it's your baby. So when somebody says, you know, oh, I really didn't care for your book or, you know, or, you know, then you kind of like, it's kind of like saying you don't care for my kid. Right. But you are doing more. I mean, you're writing more and more books, building on what you have already written. So you are doing more. I am. And as I said, my, as my goal, you know, when you first start, I first started writing and my husband's all like, telling me like he's saying oh you could sell the books for this and make all this money and he kind of got me like started stressing my son who's my rock he says but mom's not writing these books to make money mom knows she's never going to be jk rollins she's writing these books because she knows that this book needs to be written and as soon as he said that and every time he's i think i start getting down i remember that's what he said so that's very nice what do you feel you did right in each one of these books that you hit right on the nail. No one else could have done it like you did it. Honestly, well, first of all, my illustrations are amazing. The illustrator is amazing. So I really good that her and I seem to work good. Like when she showed me the first picture, she goes, this is what I think Annie looks like. And I'm like, oh my God, that's what I saw in my head. But I really think the reason why this book, um, what I hit the is the fact that I put in the personal stuff that I remember from my childhood. So I made it more realistic. Yes, it's a porcupine. Yes, it's a fiction story. But, you know, I've had kids go, hey, did you really do these things? Yes, when I was a kid, this is something that I did. No, you know, so I think that's how I hit it on the head is I put enough of my own childhood and things that 
you know, my feelings from being a child into the book that made it more relatable. So how did you compensate for not having these parties or did you, or didn't you? Well, and that's kind of what happens in the first book is, um, you know, Annie doesn't have these celebrations, you know, and she, and if people are thinking she's weird and, you know, and I remember that I was the child who sat in the hallway when, you know, during holiday parties, but you know what? My family did great things. We went on a summer vacation every summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad, my favorite thing going was spending time with my dad, even if it was just going to the dump to drop stuff off. So I, and that's kind of where it ended up with the end of both books is the fact that yes, there might not be those celebrations, but you know what? You're making memories with your family family. And that's really what holidays and celebrations about are those memories. Right. What would you have done differently? We would have wrote it sooner. Sooner. I would have wrote it sooner. I mean, that, that it, as I said, it was something I'd always had in my head. And I probably, you know, I, I kept saying, oh, no, I'll never be able to do it. No, I'll never be able to do it. And I really wish I had done it soon. What have you learned about yourself from writing this book and this entire series that will continue? Um, <laughs> well, it, it, somebody asked me, you know, as I said, I'm a teacher. I've been teaching for many years and I have lots of people that I know who are teachers. And one person asked, she says, did it help you heal? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was kind of like, well, that's rude. But the more I thought about it, it did yeah. help me come up with, you know what? Um, it did help. It's not that I needed to be healed. As I said, there was great things about my childhood. It did help me get to that point where I, I was able to say, you know what? It's you know, every child is different. We, and I just have to embrace that this was my childhood. And I Mm -hmm. think that's the one big thing that I learned about myself was, you know, I have a passion and I can nail down the reason I have that passion and it's going to, and that's why I'm continuing to do it because I've been able to nail it down. Yes. What are the major takeaways from all I want is a birthday party. Major takeaways from I want to why I want a birthday party is the fact that birthday parties are not about, or birthdays are not about birthday parties. You know, birthdays are about the fact that you're a year older, your children, your, your, I've been around my children for a whole other year and all these memories that I made with my child, you know, that that's what, that's the takeaway is that birthdays are not about the birthday parties. It's not about the expensive gifts. It's not about the huge birthday cake. Birthdays are really about a celebration of the fact that you you have these memories that you made over the last year that are just great. You grew, you you started to do new things. And I think that's the biggest takeaway from the book is, you know, that celebration birthdays are not about the cakes. It's about the celebrating of who you are becoming. So do you celebrate birthdays now in your family with your kids and your husband? Yes. Yes. So I actually celebrated my 50th this summer and I actually did have a birthday party. You had so, a party, a big party with balloons. Yes, we had a lot. Of, we did. My, I told my husband I wanted a tiara and he bought me this really nice tiara. And another friend came and brought me a, you know, the little sash. And I never had that before. And yeah, I had some really good friends who came and we just had a nice lunch. And, you know, and, and that's what we have to, re- of what it reminded me of is the fact that, um, Birthdays aren't, you know, you invite you invite the kids from class, but that doesn't mean they're really the people that you should have. The people you should have are the people that celebrate who you are and part of, of mm-hmm. and are, you are glad are part of your life. So 
Right. Uh, what do you feel sets you apart from other children's authors in this category? In all honesty, I don't know of a lot of books in this specific category. So like when you go in and you're you're putting in your books and they're saying, oh, what category does it fit in? And people uh -huh. say, oh, it's a holiday book. It is. And I will agree it is a holiday book, but it's a holiday book that's different than other holiday books. Uh -huh. so sure. I, as a kindergarten teacher, I can show you a stack of books I have about Christmas and Easter and Kwanzaa. I can't show you a stack about books of the kid who doesn't celebrate holidays. That's true. I agree. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what sets me apart is it's a different take on what holidays and birthdays mean. What is the most interesting or bizarre thing that has ever happened to you during an in-person author event or during your virtual teaching experience? How does that go? teaching experience yes i've been teaching virtual i've had some great and you know what what's great about this is my first book came out right in the middle of the pandemic uh -huh. so you know people were still virtual and i was okay because i was already teaching virtually so right. i was okay with hey i could do a virtual you know i could do a virtual you know author meet and you know i did a lot of those but i do have to say virtual teaching is amazing i can tell you this one story from last year that i still <laughs> makes me chuckle the kids were told to leave the Zoom room because class was over. And I told this little girl, I said, okay, it's time to leave. And she left her computer on, but she got up and she went into, and she opened the door and left the room, like just left the room, but she left the computer on. Aww. And yeah. And I just, you know, she was literal. So I had to go back and rethink about making sure I told, didn't tell them to leave the room. I had to actually tell them you need to click the leave button. Cause uh -huh. I just, I always thought that was funny. Cause you know, kindergartners are so literal. That is funny. And yeah. how about anything funny that has happened to you during an author's event? A real in-person. Yeah. So there has been a lot of in-person. We're just now starting to get back into the swing of things. I think the, right. the greatest, what the, one of the things was, is I went to an author event that is, took me an hour to get there. Didn't think I was going to know anybody there. You know, I'm like, I'm here. I'm fine. Some of my, I had actually former parent or former students come up to me that I'd had 10 years earlier that live out here by my house that had shown up at this virtual event. And I was just amazed at how small of a world it is. I'm at a virtual yeah. event. I don't think, or a, a book signing that I don't think I'm going to know anybody. And here's somebody I haven't seen in 10 years. What so that, that was kind of cool. What was they were just like, what was that? What was their reaction when they saw you and you saw like, them? They were like, well, I saw them first and then they go, so long. And of course they came over and then they, you know, and we were, you know, reminisced and we got back together. But as I said, it was just kind of one of those, I'd never expected to see somebody, you know, and they, and they said, no, we still live up by your house. We're just down here. I don't even remember. They were going to an event and saw that there was this event. And so they stopped at the event on their way to wherever they were going. So that's cute that's a cute story yeah so and as i said it was somebody i had her in school 10 years ago so it was very cute yes so what's next for donna in 2023 your big plans little plans <laughs> well i so big plan of course is the fact that i am working on book three Mm -hmm. Um, so that's big. And then my little plans are as I am a new grandmother of a year old baby. So oh, that is probably, thank you. That is probably my 
my biggest or my smallest plan is to spend as much time with him as oh, possible yeah. to make his memories. Oh yeah. So, don't forget yeah. to celebrate parties, birthday. And that's parties. it. Celebrate those parties with him. And and that's it. Celebrated we celebrated the day he started walking. And yeah. Aww, and he awesome. and he loves to dance. So whenever he comes over, we play music and he just dances and you know, Aww. let's celebrate those things. Yep. Just celebrate. Yes, it's amazing yeah. being a grandma. So I could think that's <laughs> the that's the big thing for 2023 is just keep yeah. being in awe of being a grandma. Yep. That's amazing. Would you like yes. to read to us, Donna? Sure. So, um, do I start? Does she want me to read like the first four or five pages? What are you thinking? Yeah, three to five minutes. All right. Um, so you can't, nobody out there can see it. I don't think you can see my book too, but she is a cute little porcupine. Oh yeah. Cute. Very cute. Very cute. Kind of snarky looking, as I said. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, it was Friday and Annie knew two things. Tomorrow was her birthday and she was jealous of Rhonda. Annie really liked Rhonda, but Rhonda had gotten the one thing that Annie had always wanted, a birthday party. Last weekend was Rhonda's birthday. Everyone but Annie had gone. It was a Western princess party at Mount Fork Ranch. All week, everyone continued to talk about the party. They shared silly joke, cow poke jokes and wore the hats that Rhonda's mom had made. Annie wished she could have gone, but mostly she wished she could have a big party. Thankfully, the bell rang and Annie didn't have to think about Rhonda or birthday parties anymore. Rhonda is so lucky, thought Annie as she walked to the bus. On the bus, the new girl, Julie, sat next to Annie. Guess what? Tomorrow is my birthday. Mine too, said Annie. Really? Julie said excitedly. That makes us twins. I guess, Annie shrugged. Since we just moved here, my mom says she will take me to Fort Carrot. Have you been there? Julie asked. Do you want to come? I can't, responded Annie. Oh, that's okay. What are you doing for your birthday? Nothing, Annie said. Oh, are you grounded? Is that why you didn't go to Rhonda's party? Annie sighed. No, my family doesn't do birthday parties. Julie gasped. No birthday parties. That means you don't get presents. You don't get birthday cake. That is awful. Annie looked out the window. Tomorrow she was going to be eight and she wasn't going to get the one thing that she wanted. She screamed in her head, I want a birthday party. And then nobody can see it, but it is a big screamed page of I want a birthday party. And that is it. And that is it. it so uh, then now you can find out what happens. Yes. All right. Can you announce the details of your book giveaway? Um, so I have the I want a birthday party. So I was going to, I have heart cups and soft covers. So I was going to donate or give away the heart cover of I Want a Birthday Party autograph. Plus I actually have Annie the Porcupine stuffed little stuffies. And I was going to send one of those off. So they had their own Annie for their next birthday party. Okay. To the first person who emails you with the subject line all i want is a birthday party and what is your email address newman n-e-u-m-a-n-n-e-u-m-a-n-n-e-u-m-a-n-n-e-u-m-a-n-n-e-u-m-a-n-n-e-u-m-a-n-n-e-u-m-a-n-n-e-u-m-a-
M-A-N-N-1972 at gmail.com. Okay. Can you repeat that? It was breaking off in the beginning. Sorry. Sorry. D Newman. So my first name, Donna Newman and Newman is spelled N-E-U-M-A-N-N-1972 at gmail.com. Okay. And your parting shots. What do you want to leave our listeners with? Well, first of all, I want to leave the listeners with the fact, the thought that it doesn't matter what you celebrate. We are all humans and we're all in this together. And the second thing is, if they want to learn more, to go to AnnieThePorcupine.com, my website. Perfect. And my parting shots are read indie, buy indie, and write indie. Support your local authors, newspapers, small presses, and of course, virtual kindergartens, right? And keep your fingers on the keyboard and your butt in the chair. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.